Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Or I can do it again. He's back. Every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email questions and complaints at wrestling is hard at gmail.com. I'm Jim. I just ate. I scarfed a meal down. And now I'm going to be burping a lot, so I will attempt to get them all off this recording, hopefully. Brandon, how are you? Yeah, same here. I just munched a delicious spicy chicken deluxe <clears throat> from Chick-fil-A, so a uh, little buffalo sauce coming up, but happy to uh, talk about Wrestle Kingdom here as so we'll get through it. Oh, we got lots of stuff to talk about. We are definitely going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom, but um, we got some other stuff to talk about, too. Yeah, I made meatloaf. Threw together a quick meatloaf. It's fucking delicious. What are your thoughts on meatloaf, Chris? I'll tell you my thoughts on meatloaf. I just had meatloaf last week. I thought it was fantastic. And uh, I just ate a steak and some spinach and some sweet mashed sweet potatoes. And mm-hmm. uh, unlike you two, here you go. <laughs> nice. Burp right on air. I love it. Was it? Was it? Brandon, are you a meatloaf fan? You love some meatloaf? Absolutely. A little ketchup on top. You know what I always found was funny? Go ahead. That there was like a television trope where little kids hated meatloaf. Who doesn't like that? It's fucking delicious. Where did that trope come? Or maybe they were just like, you know, crappy wads of meat. It's probably crappy wads of meat with beef, no flavor. Beef, ketchup no flavor, top. ketchup, and like white bread instead of breadcrumbs to, mm-hmm. to bind it. Yeah. I use the panko. I use instant oatmeal. Oh, that's a good one, too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, quick oat. Quick oats. Quick yeah. oats. Quickness. I've gotten into this new habit of when I have shit in the fridge that I got to use it. I'll actually use it instead of just yeah. wasting it, throwing it out. So I had ketchup, which we don't really use because I made. Yep. I never use ketchup on anything. Never. That's no. the only time I use it. Ketchup. Um, what else did I have? I had. Um, oh, uh, 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 what's it called? Um, shit. Heavy cream because I made um, a soup the other day, a cream soup the other day. So I had heavy cream and I was never going to use it. So I had that one. little water, basically milk. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like, I got to use some of it. Fucking, fucking delicious. I just scarfed it down. I'm feeling fantastic. fantastic. I, would, Feel great. I would consider that Sumerian style. Going Sumerian style. Stuff, making sure you don't waste any food out of your fridge. Yeah, you got to pick Spiced the meat, meat off the bone. Spiced meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives you a buff to your strength. Yeah, Sumerian style. Strength buffs. Yeah. <laughs> your, your decks. I had uh, I don't know about my decks. It might slow me down a little bit. I it's funny because uh, you said that about ketchup. I had ketchup for meatloaf because I bought ke- I had ketchup at a um, Labor Day party last year because we had dogs and and you know stuff children around some right. would eat ketchup. Yeah. And the reason why I had it for the last Labor Day party is because I bought a giant bottle of it the Labor That's Day party bad. the year before. There's so much so slapping ketchup, ketchup just, it never yeah, goes bad. I just threw it out, you know, because it was the end of the bottle. But I've had that bottle in my house, I think, for two years. That doesn't go bad. Eggs, hot dogs, fries, no ketchup? No. The only time I'll ever do ketchup is if I'm super, super hungover, and I get, a, like, an egg, fried egg sandwich. I don't like ketchup. But I do, you know what I do instead? The fucking Kewpie mayo, the Japanese mayo. Shit's fucking delicious. Mayo on the breakfast sandwich. Oh, my God. It's so creamy and wonderful. The yeah, QB's, got, QB's got MSG in it. It's fucking fantastic. I love it. I love MSG, man. I could eat that by the spoonful. My you face swells up. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Welcome, Francis, our cousins. 
Let's talk about WrestleMania. And you'll sound like ninety uh, percent of wrestling fans out there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, my neck would just blow up, so it looked like all the chins of all the most of wrestling fans. Um, yeah, they had big beards to cover up their fat necks. Go ahead, I'm sorry. So, uh, remember last week we were talking about New Year's resolutions? Oh yeah, make it fun. Yeah, of I have New Year's resolution, and it is uh, I'm doing shit, and if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. That's um, <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, no, it is. It is for me. Okay, go ahead. Because, um, I'm going to say something on the podcast right now. Uh, I like new Metallica. Go fuck yourselves. All right. Hey, man. Teach his own. Hey, man. <laughs> Brandy, you got any, anything you want to reveal? I would I mean, I would have considered <clears throat> Chris has checked that box off as long as I've known him. What, no, no, there's, some, there's, some, so there's okay. some things I've done. In, no, no. There's some things that, yeah, you know. I have. I have a New Year's resolution. Let's get some fucking people listening to this podcast. That's right. That's, That's what I'm down. worried about. This is our most downloaded episode. Is the Wrestle Kingdom episode. So you better be on your fucking game. You know what I'm saying? Because we're going to make a lot of money. We're not making any money. We do. This I too. I have a resolution. Yes. That I already I've already <laughs> I've already. Uh, well, first of all, like, what I wanted to tell a story. So oh, here we um, go. this morning I woke up. Today is we are recording, and it is the 10th of January of uh, 2023. Mm-hmm. And um, today, uh, unbeknownst to me or my wife, uh, is our <laughs> fourth wedding anniversary. Oh, no shit, I forgot. Yeah, I guys right? And we had, and I found out because I have a habit. I have a, a ritual. I try to do it every day. I'm too lazy to just delete Facebook because I have to go through and probably put in a lot of passwords again. Right. On a lot of apps, I just don't really do it. And there's a shit ton of pictures I have on there that I have to rip off. And I do it every once in a while. I put it on my computer. But I just haven't had an opportunity to do it. So instead of doing that, I found it's easy to go on your memories and delete really fucked up shit you said. Oh, yeah. That's every day. Every day of the week I do it. As if I can remember. There's not that much. But some of it's just embarrassing points of view that I had and fucking rambling messages or ma- rambling posts from when I was heavily into drugs. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, I want them gone there. I get them out. So, um, yeah. And I saw that somebody had this, it was in the memories that somebody had said happy anniversary to, to Chris and Rose. I was like, nice. I text my wife. I said, you know, today's our anniversary. She was like, I do now. <laughs> uh, I also gave what, uh, a special needs adult, a, uh, not a special needs, a slow adult. Is that what we say now? Or should I just not say? It? You were, you say were it, wrestling special delivery Jones. You and special delivery Jones were going. Special delivery Jones. <laughs> I wrestled and I gave special delivery Jones a crossbody, flying crossbody through the air. Because special delivery Jones likes to do that to people while they're while they're training. And got special delivery. Special delivery Jones is in your class. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see him walking down the street. That's how I thought. No. This was as outside of Joe's stakes at Frankfurt yeah. Gerard. Yeah, that. <laughs> Fucking changed name. Never should have changed name. Don't you know that that was, that was nickname wasn't racist? Uh, Joe's was Chinks? Yeah, Joe's was Chinks. But it, this is the second location. The original Chinks is like on Frankfurt. Well, that I think is closed now. They closed That's that closed. one down. He runs fully out of Gerard in uh, Frankfurt now. Um, and he, uh, you yeah, know, he changed his name because. No he, shit. Oh. Hold on. Okay. So I close. know the girl that sold us our house is the son or the daughter-in-law of the son of, or grandson of the chinks guy. Okay. Yeah. 
And, and yeah. it's just a small world. I, I just never think put it that, together that they were that that's what it was. Yeah, I think what they did was he he made they made so much money off of the one on it's insane, on um on I've never been in there, but I, I can see why it's a great location. It probably does excellent business. Um, and it's a cheesesteak, and if you fuck that up, especially a quick one, you, you really have no business making money at all in this world because it's super easy. Well, they got but, the, um, across the street, you know, Caddy uh, Corner, they got the rape den, uh, garage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ooh, the sexual assault that happening shit. Did really? No, yeah. I don't pay attention. The sexual assault yeah, happened no at, like, boring hours. They locked the place down. The cops kicked everybody out. Well, I had that happen somewhat at work. You were sexually assaulted at work? I was sexually assaulted. Yeah. No, I had a, 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 a little man grab a woman by the breasts. But I handled it like I felt it should be handled. I grabbed him by his jacket, yanked him over the bar, and said, Get Samarian the style? fuck out of here! And you Sumerian-styled it? And I Sumerian-styled him, yeah. And by the time I threw him, I have a co-worker who um, is uh, she's a, a red-headed girl that speaks... I think I said this before to you guys. She speaks Spanish like a Mexican speaks Spanish. She doesn't speak Spanish like a white person speaks Spanish. She's not like, Donde esta la taqueria? She speaks She's like a Canelo she speaks, Alvarez. She yeah. speaks like a native. She like speaks, a native learned, Spanish speaker. She learned speaking. She learned to speak Spanish from women she worked with in Texas and in Florida. Okay. That's where she learned. So she's very native. It's very natural. And I never saw, I never saw a white woman yell at a Spanish man in his native tongue that bad, <laughs> badly in my life with the R's rolling and the fucking, <laughs> fucking great. Good. Yeah, it's like Canelo okay. Alvarez. Fuck you, man. Hey, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Canelo Alvarez did that. It's one of the greatest videos ever. Yeah. Good stuff. Brandon, any final thoughts before we move on? <laughs> no, I'm good. Those are a Sorry. lot of highlights from Chris. That was, that was a lot of highlights. Uh, oh, sumo. I'm fucking... I don't know if people listening know this. Back in September, September, I found out that Sumo streams on NHK World, and I'm fucking hooked. The shit's fucking amazing. It happens every two months, so it was it happened in September. It happens in November. It's happening now. It's on NHK World. The sport is absolutely fucking fascinating. I love it. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, Brandon? you sent me a video where they crack skulls. I didn't get. It. I didn't. I was doing something. I didn't watch it. I gotta watch yeah, it. They, it's absolutely insane. I watched a guy in the November Basho, which is the big tournaments. They're called Bachos. So I watched these two guys. It was three guys. It was a three-way tie at the end. One dude hits a guy so hard in the chest um, that he gets knocked the fuck out. He's out, snoring. You see him doing the... We'll talk about this in a minute. Classic fucking... Uh, you know, uh, ignoring an, an athlete's injury, he just shakes it off, gets up, and then starts fighting. He's in this boss show, and you, he's still fucked up from it. And you can tell, in the, and the announcers are saying it. Yeah, he suffered from a neck injury, and you can see that he's overcompensating with other parts. And the guy's just getting the shit kicked out of him now. Jesus. So, go ahead. You know, being in the grappling world, there is a level. So, Sumo is not a martial art, first of all. I'll say it. It's not. It's a sport. Um, there, there are aspects, yeah, there are aspects of judo that is poor, that are poorly, 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 um, executed that you see them trips and stuff like that, but it's usually over the hip, hip tosses and things like that. That being said, there is a level of 
I'm going to ram myself into you as hard as fucking possible. There's a level of determination and uh, pure will that they have because they have to just slam into each other. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there are aspects of it. There are some aspects of it that are somewhat technical, but really yeah, there's, it's, there's, it's who know, pushes who is fucking crazy enough to slam themselves into another guy. Dude, hard. I disagree. You should watch it. These smaller guys are fucking amazing. Their ability to just move around guys and slap them down and shit like that and their tosses and it's pretty fucking rad, man. I I don't know. I think there's a general consensus that it's two giant fat guys slapping into each other. I love the smaller dudes. They're fucking awesome. They always win the quote-unquote technical award. They also do this whole thing when when they grab because part of it, depending on what your strategy is, there's the bigger guys are power, the smaller guys tend to be more technical. They do this thing where you know you, you grab the the uh, the washi the uh, the diaper the the sumo diaper. Mm-hmm. Some of the big guys they just their thing is just get in there, get their arms locked, pick the guy up, take him outside. But there's a way, a defensive way, where when the guy grabs, where you can lock your arms around his and attempt sure. to break his arms. Sure, you it's can do insane. that in jujitsu too. Yeah, yeah, you go under. I do. I love to do that. You go outside their arm, come underneath and grab the lapel of their gay and then just keep. Rotating your arm in. Yeah. There's a thing in wrestling and in jiu- and grappling in general where if your arms, it, there's like a sweet spot. I'll sim- oversimplify it. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it. There's a sweet spot where you have all the advantage. And as soon as you go here or here, you've lost it all. Right. So you have to push in or pry up to get the guy like, you know, like you can both be out here. But if you're the guy on the inside, and he's a little bit lower. You always win that battle. So, yep. yeah, there definitely is one. And I've taken guys down by trapping that arm because they go down because they don't want to get their fucking arm broken. It's either they tap or they go down, they go down. Yeah, I was watching an interview with one guy where there's a whole, you know, that there's a whole science to getting out of that. Because if your hands are in the diaper, the washi, and you get your arms locked, you can easily, in resisting, break your fingers trying to get out. Yeah. Because that's the amount of strength. And some of the guys you see them, they're fucking tanks. Of course, there's some guys that are giant fat men. I just slap into there. Something with this one guy's name is Aoyama. He's from Bulgaria, I believe. He's just all tit, just like 100% tits. It's absolutely it's awful to see, but he's effective. Brandon, any thoughts? Titty monster. Uh, I don't have much on sumo, but I have been meaning to bring this up for a couple of weeks since we have a podcast called Wrestling is Hard. And, and Chris, uh, was working with, I guess, one of the great actual um, freestyle wrestlers in American history, Jordan Burroughs, the other week. I don't think we ever even mentioned this on here. Chris? You know, I'm not going to say anything. I didn't work with him. Uh, I just met him and watched him. Uh, when he's in the room, uh, you just shut up. I mean, really, there's all there is to it. Uh, I, he was trained. He was he coaches, I believe. I don't know the guy's name. I'm a great guy, but I just don't remember anybody's fucking name. Uh, the guy fights for Bellator, who he was, who he was coaching. And, um, he was in our gym. I guess they needed a gym spot. And they were doing some work. And then him and my, uh, but I watched him go at it, uh, wrestling wise with this guy. I mean, I didn't watch him, watch him do it, but he went at it for 25, 30 minutes with this guy. You just nonstop, which is something to be said there. Uh, that was but, training for Bellator. Yeah, the guy was treated. Guy's a Bellator fighter. I don't know his name. Um, but, um, he also, but he was training him, him and my coach. I, I hate calling him, him and the guy I trained under, my friend. The fucking guy's called, hey, coach. And I'm just like, Senpai. yeah, I got you. Yeah. So he, um, 
he uh they were training this guy they were both working with this fighter and i just found the corner and sat and watched and listened and shut up so yeah no but it was it was you know it's impressive pretty nuts yeah 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 i mean he lives in philly he's uh relatively local i think just over the bridge like over up above trenton that area gotcha because i asked a friend of mine who met him who's a who's a uh a wrestling coach and he's i met jordan burrows i said what's he doing in philly oh he lives in you know he lives in the city and i said why because that's the level where i'm at with philly right now (laughs) like i mean yeah the coolest place on the east coast brother and he goes, and he goes. Well, would you rather live here, or would you rather live in the town he lived in, which I forget the name of it? And I said, No, nah, you're right. And you're still in the From area, somewhere in Jersey. Your family, yeah, it's like just above Trenton, Turdsville. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty cool though. Uh, yeah, yeah, very nice. Guy. Best thing really to meet and hoist Gracie and Jordan Burrows in what, like six months? It's two. That's two pretty rad. Yeah, are, three, yeah. a three month period. You know, Hoist Gracie's another. You know, he's another. Piece of, they're all, they're, those guys are all pieces of fucking work. They're out of their fucking minds. But, you know, yeah, good stuff, man. I really enjoyed it. Nice. There you go. Awesome. Thank you. Now let's talk about real wrestling. Let's talk about that real shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so big news. Uh, last week, pretty much when we went off the air, the news came out. Vince McMahon is buying his stuff. He's forcing them to bring him back to WWE. He's now back. I dumped all my stock. I got 88, 88 bucks a share. I paid fucking 15 for it. So thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I win. Um, and it was announced today that, um, as Brian Alvarez reported, Strepany, Strepani, what a fucking day, pro, resigned. What a professional. Uh, as whatever her fucking, what was she, CEO, C, CFO, some, some, something. Uh, Co-CEO. Yeah, she's, she resigned. It happened a couple hours ago. Jeez Louise. Brandon, I gotta say this. I think that we were at the front edge of news and thoughts that WWE was gonna be sold eventually. We were talking about it years ago. And it sure as fuck seems like it now, doesn't it? Go ahead. Yeah, no, we absolutely were. And it, it seems more likely now than ever. I heard some rumors as to that's why he's coming back. Um, anecdotally, I know from somebody that works for one of the hospitals in, in Philadelphia that she was working pretty directly with Steph McMahon on like a donation to, to this hospital, which to me, that's not really like a CEO thing. I, I imagine she's probably doing what she wanted to be doing with WWE and had that title with Nick Khan being the one that's kind of running the financial side of the business. Um, I think once her once her dad came back here, this is uh, a perfect opportunity for her to say, you know what, fuck this, I don't I don't want anything to do with it anymore. I know she was on the board where he got unanimously voted to not return, um, so she made her opinion clear there that she didn't want him to come back. Um, I, I I get with Vince McMahon removed her wanting to stay as CEO and try to do some positive things representing the WWE, like I mentioned. Uh, once he's back there, I'm assuming she's just going, yeah, no fucking thanks. And it's going to get sold anyway. Yeah. Another point about that is that sometimes after all the news came out about Vince, and let's not forget that he is uh, accused of multiple rapes and sexual assaults, is that Stephanie is real good at cleaning up messes and putting the good face forward for WWE, and she's been doing it for years. So, you know, it's it's kind of a a kick in the gut when the the reason you've been busting your ass to try to clean up WWE's name decides he's going to come back. 
He's going to burn as it if, all to the ground. Yeah. yeah, as if he's got no, he's, there's no repercussions for rich guys, and he's just going to be, yeah, I'm burning it all to the ground, like you said. Chris, thoughts? Do you think he's just coming back to uh, hit it with a lethal injection injection of the NWL? Is that why? Because he can't have it anymore? <laughs> poison. He's going to put lethal injection of poison, and that poison will be the NWL? Be Scott Hall's corpse. Uh, Kevin Nash's knee. I have nothing. I have nothing bad to say about Kevin Nash. He seems like a very, <laughs> very just. He's getting turned into a very just human being as he gets older. He's a good I man. I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't have anything bad to say about him. But anyway, um, I don't know. I think the only reason he's really back is to make sure he's there for a sale, right? I mean, yep. that, that's. Uh, I doubt he's coming back to be head of creative. I doubt his go- his. I doubt his 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 goal his. His end game of coming back was to, you know, make sure Bobby Lashley is champion or whatever, you know, make sure that Roman is uh, wins this way. Um, I mean, I understand. Preface. Motherfucker should go find a hole and hide in it until you. Right. Like we've talked about this. this Yeah. Let's not let's not think it's anything else than that. From his lunatic point of view, if you could try to get into his lunatic head. There's no way that that uh, a sale was going to be negotiated for that company without him being at the helm of how it goes down. There is no way that was going to happen, which is understandable from anybody in any business standpoint. Right. Like uh, I was thinking about this, like, you know, I have I have two bosses, one of which, you know, they it's a married couple that owns where I work and one of which he is the um one person, let's say aesthetics, and the other person is the nuts and bolts, finances and whatnot. And um, he's not concerned about whether or we not we get the Trogue's Mad Elf when it comes out. You know what I mean? That's somebody else does that. I'm right. making sure we make as much money as humanly possible. And if he was to sell it, he would be at the forefront. I wouldn't be concerned about whether or not we ran out of fucking chicken wings on Tuesday night. I want to make sure this gets fucking sold the right way. So I can kind of see that. Um, I don't, I think he should, like I said, should have stayed hidden. But, you know, Mike, I'm just curious as to like, think about the impact. Just think about how long, you know, Jim, you're, you're 49. I'm 47. Don't tell anybody that. You're 27. I'm 47. I'm like, I'm like, uh, our pop up. I'll always be 35. 39. He, uh, he, um, this guy's been running the show that we've been watching pretty much a majority of the weeks of our lives since we were little kids. Right. So it's kind of weird, you know, like that if some media conglomerate or, or is he going to try to transfer a sale into a private business? So it's no longer public and he's a boss. And now it's a private company and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Maybe that happens. That'd be ridiculous. How much do you think someone pays for WWE? I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It says as of 2022, WWE was worth approximately seven point or five point seven one billion dollars. Yeah. Now, if you take a look at somebody like, let's see, Warner Brothers, right? Like that's one of the names that were discussed. discussed. Warner Brothers Discovery. As of January 9th of 2023, they're worth twenty eight point one nine billion. Well, that leads to another question that would be very funny. Warner Brothers Discovery. Say Warner Brothers Discovery buys WWE. What happens to old Tony? Where does he go? Well, Tony signed a TV deal. He's he's fine. That's his right, company. 
Right. No, no, I know. But, you know, they can easily, easily just say, Here, here's your money. We're buying you out. We need to get you off this network. Right. Find, find a new home. Place. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just, I just think it adds, adds, adds a little, so, uh, a little intrigue. A little wrestling but, drama. Yeah, a little wrestling yeah. drama. Or does, or does, um, m- more, uh, you know, if you were to just, a, just a spitball, I would say, uh, Comcast. Right. Right. I mean, they already air it. They already have the, the, on the streaming platform. They are, they're already hip deep in WWE, but that's all speculation. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. Do you think, um, maybe Shawn Michaels is going to come back and be champion? Cause I hope so. You think that number for, uh, Warner Brothers was impressive? Network, net worth for Comcast, $241.574 billion. That's absolutely fucking insane. That's probably more, that's worth more than the entire continent of Africa. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, uh, a couple things, I guess. The only reason he's coming back is just for his own ego. Let's just be clear that's about true. that. He's not needed at all in this sale. Uh, whatever the estimated number is, is, is just pure math. Right. There's not, there's not like he's going to show in and squeeze another half a billion out of a fucking deal. It's just a team of, accountants and finance people that are going to come to that deal. Uh, so he's not needed in any sense there. I think who would want to buy it is because everything's just consolidation. So it's, if it's Comcast or I saw that the, the whatever the name is of the entity that bought the UFC was looking at buying it. I think Zuffa. Zuffa sold it to, oh, Zuffa this sold new, it. I think That's it was right. a, an Asian company. Yeah. Um, just to, to consolidate and have some package. Endeavor is the this is, yeah, I think that's, that's what it is. Endeavor. Somebody there where you just have a, a better package of assets to offer. Um, if you're trying to get a TV deal or, or sell it as a whole. So, um, I don't think it's, it's really that interesting of a thing. I would assume whoever buys it isn't going to want Vince involved at all. Right. Um, Triple H, I think they would probably want to stay. Again, I mentioned Stephanie, like, I think she was just there for her own goodwill and because it was something that she was proud of. She cares about the brand. She's trying to make it look as good as possible. It's not somebody that was going to stay if they get bought by Endeavor or Comcast or something. They don't, yeah. they're not going to pay them a multi-million dollar CEO level contract. So I, I think you'll probably see, <laughs> see the, the end of the McMahon family really being, uh, you know, deeply involved in WWE here in the near future. Interesting times. Well, that, it's, I mean, it's absolutely insane. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was just going to say, like, even, but even, you even look at, like, Triple H being involved in this. You're talking about a guy in his almost 60 years old with a pacemaker and a lot of money. Right. You know, I mean, I know he really, like, you know, when you, when you listen to interviews where he talks about WWE, this is something that he really enjoys doing. You know, it seems that way. He likes formulating talent. He's a, he's a big fan of old school wrestling. But just because he's with WWE now, you know, I, I would not be surprised. I mean, it, look, I, I would be surprised if it happened, but it would make sense if he was just like, you know what? Let's go make, and I'm just throwing this off the top of my head. Let's go make the NWA something as this little project to play around with as you get older. You know what I mean? You can be a consultant somewhere else or something Sorry, like that. Sorry, I had to take a, a text from work. What were you, who were you talking about? Triple H. Triple H. I, oh, okay. I, I said, like, you know, this is a guy, like I said, uh, almost 60, pacemaker in his heart. Loves loves wrestling. Big fan of old school wrestling. If he came in and he said, "Yeah, you know what? I'm out of here." And then ten years down the road, five years down the road, you start hearing that he's like helping them out with things somewhere else. 
you know. And I'm not saying who's going to AEW, but like you know, like like yeah, like Trips is just like hey, you know, it's hey, for his own company for NWA. Crazy. Yeah, I'll give you a hand, Billy Corgan. You know, I'll give you a couple I ideas. Think we could, I could consult. Now, Jim, real quick before you say this, when you, I just so people understand this, the, how much? What was it? How many billion dollars were was uh, was you know, Comcast worth? Comcast, uh, almost two hundred fifty billion. Okay, uh, you probably. I don't know if you've ever heard this one before. I like throwing this one around. I heard it a while ago. I don't know where I heard it, but I did hear it. Just to give you some perspective, a million seconds is twelve days. A billion seconds is thirty-two years. Right. So that's Multiply how much. Multiply that by two hundred forty-one. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Uh, just the Triple H thing I was going to say. The only way I would see him staying on is uh, it reminds me of like the Dana White thing when they sold that company where they're like, hey, you know, you don't own this anymore, but because of the price we're buying it at, we want to make sure we have somebody in there that can run it the same way it's been run for three Mm -hmm. years, five Mm -hmm. years or something as we transition. Any final thoughts? Corpo corpo boy, he would probably, salary man, he's probably just going to say, yeah, sure. Sure. And actually do a whole heck of a lot less work. Probably. Yeah. If you're just then, then if you're smart, you just go. All right, they just want me to oversee this. I'm hiring somebody. Um, what's our what's our volleyball guy? Is he coming back? Uh, Canyon Seaman. Canyon Seaman. Canyon Seaman coming back. Uh, sorry, Trips. I uh, didn't I didn't realize that their contracts are up. I'm sorry. I have a feeling he saw somebody get sexually assaulted. That guy out of that he was employed in the first place. Where <laughs> we looked his resume up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Him and the, there's a couple other guys involved in professional wrestling where you're like, what the fuck is this motherfucker on TV every week? Uh, he saw some dicks going in butts. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on that? No, hot off the, the presses there. Hot takes right there. Yeah, the hottest. Not going to get much hotter. Talking about myself, of course. Um, nobody has to say about that. So these are our, our true opinions. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I haven't heard shit. I'm trying to think of anything to add to that, but I think we've covered everything. I think we're good. Let's see how it turns out. Uh, Do you guys have any thoughts on Stephanie? Did you like Stephanie? I mean, I don't know what she. I don't know what her job performance was like. I don't know anything about that. You know what I mean? Everything we always hear about is Vince, 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 and then you hear about the bad stories about the people that get let go because WWE controls the narrative. I don't know. She might have been beating people with a stick backstage. Yeah. As long as WWE controls the narrative, she's a fucking sweetheart. Apparently, oh, everybody well, that's ever met her and talked about her it seems to have nice things to say. Yeah, until you, until you fuck up, like legitimately deserve to get chewed out, then it's not. And the slap in the face is the worst thing ever. Multiple oh, wrestlers have said the, 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 when she slaps you in the face is a fucking horrible experience. You better get ready for it. Um, what was he going to say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody's. I, I'll be honest. I, I don't think there's ever really truly been a storyline that she's been involved in, like as talent that I've not enjoyed. Well, I, you know? I, mean, the, I mean, the authority by the end of it was just like, come on with this. Bullshit. Yeah, but then they killed it. Yeah. And she got fired. She cried on TV. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sting came out and ruined everything. And she cried. <laughs> and Triple H yelled at everybody, making his wife cry. It was great. It's good enough. She's gone. So, so long, Steph. So you're, not right, gonna, you're not going to hear. You're not going to hear. Santa, I'm gonna send it to the money. I couldn't even tell you. The money. I don't know a single fucking word from her. <laughs> I don't know any of it. It's just lost. All I know is no chance. Um, good. 
Brandon, you gonna say that? Still, that's one of those fucking lines that's just in my head for life. At work, I said, no chance. No chance. Uh, that's what you got. Great song, Jim Johnson, R.I.P. From the company. Is he dead? Uh, oh, okay. No, he's not dead. He's just dead. He's just dead for wrestling. Is this number one or two? Triangle Derby number one. All right, let's talk about Stardom's Triangle Derby number one opening round. We're going to talk about this because I want to get you guys' opinion on some of these teams. So, first match, uh, Club Venus, Mariah May, Mina Shirakawa, and Zai Burkside defeated Rinamikura, Wakasukiyama, and Yuko Sakurai. Now, Wakasukiyama is the woman that constantly loses. Uh, she's still losing. She's crying a lot. Thoughts on Club Venus, Brandon? I don't know that I have any thoughts on Club Venus yes, just yet. I'm going to hold my opinion on <laughs> thoughts on Club Venus. Well, I believe you sent me something where some, you know, some um, genius said it was going to be like the Bullet Club. <laughs> and uh, we were like, please, no. And then I saw them come out, and, yeah, it was nothing like the Bullet Club, thank God. They're fine. It's women in a tag in a tag team and that don't really work with the girls that they're wrestling against and they are keeping it really simple. And yep. that's exactly what it is. I didn't expect Mariah May to be that attractive. She's ridiculous looking. She looks like a, uh, she looks like she's got a little, uh, a Charlotte Flair to her. She's tall like Charlotte Flair. She, she looks a lot like her. Let's see if she's got that talent level though, right? Next up, we have been again there, uh, Charlotte Flair. Is she? Yeah. She came back. Oh, she's won back. the belt. Came back, won the yep. belt immediately yep. off of, uh, off of, um. Oh, fuck, I did see that. Rhonda. She beat Rhonda? Yeah. Did she s- submit to the, uh, figure eight? I don't know what it was, but I don't care. Rhonda's a, uh, you know. Sandy Hook Ronda. denier, yay. Um, she's not a denier. She just said, I mean, it makes you ask questions. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't have to. It doesn't. It doesn't have to. None of you listening to everything. Jones. Yeah, I don't think that happened. That <laughs> and then they died. took all his money and he went, they well, yeah, 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 hold on. So, Kanye goes on there and he's, <laughs> this is how off the wall Kanye is. Yeah. He says something about Hitler not being that bad and he gets Alex Jones to go, well, I don't know if you want to be saying that. <laughs> yeah, he also says like, I don't believe all that like Jewish stuff. He's the fucking worst. Jesus Christ. I can't believe he's still on the air. Well, he's not. Would he have to pay for it? He's, I mean, he's got his own <laughs> website. You uh, know, I mean, he doesn't, he, they, he's been off every platform since Sandy, since the Sandy Hook thing. Brandon, thoughts on Alex Jones? And I'm, I'm talking about the real Alex Jones, not the one that wrestles in AW. Now that, that, that's, what's his name? Q and T. Q and on. T. Marshallix. Marshallix, yeah. Jones. I did watch that interview. I was Chris brought it up, but it's funny that he's like, "You don't really think that, do you, Kanye?" And he's like, "No, I do. I do think that." It's like she tried to give him one last chance to get off the hook. Let's get out of this. Here's your chance. Here's he's like, "Nope, I do. (laughs) Nope, triple him down." Uh, Prominence team versus. uh, uh, What am I getting to here? What's the important part here? I don't know. Oh, I know. Six men. You guys watch this whole thing? I did. I watched the whole fucking thing. How about this? Rebel and Enemy, Mike Ozaki, Maya Yuki, and uh, Ram Kaichel defeated Donna Del Monte of Julia, Mai Sakurai, and Thecla. That's what I was getting to. Brandon, thoughts? You have to see Maya Yuki in action. 
Yeah, we did get to see Maya Yuki in action. Uh, thoughts? I watched probably half of this card in and out. It was on the middle of the night. I watched it live. I liked that they put it on YouTube. Very convenient, so you could catch something. I happened to be up at the time. Uh, however, I, I wouldn't say this was unprofessionally shot, but there's a lot of the hard cam. This is the guy under one. the ring. This was the one that was on um, uh, World. Oh, not the not the one on YouTube one. Okay, was just, nah, the one on YouTube was fucking. It was like a house show. One thing okay. that happened with Stardom, and you know, we're just touching on Stardom this week, but um, uh, some kind of illness went through the entire roster, and it wasn't COVID, non COVID related, and eight people were out. They all so had the shits. They had yeah. They're Ooh. saying that it might have been uh, food poisoning. Their entire pay per view got thrown around. So they had a pay per view, and it was supposed to be uh, Azumi versus Starlight Kid in the main event. Starlight Kid got sick, so they had to shuffle the whole thing around. And the show that was on YouTube for free was basically a fucking out show. There was like. It was just a bunch of people thrown together in a lot of those matches. Go ahead. Was that not the official? Because they were slapping triple derby all over that. There was one match that was officially okay. a triple derby. It was supposed to be a triple derby show, but everybody was sick. Everybody was bailing. That's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. That one I watched, and I was like, Jesus Christ, we're in like a half-filled high school gymnasium here. Right. Interesting thing. So I didn't watch the pay-per-view one. So. Chris? If you throw uh, six-person tags at me, I immediately turn the fuck out. It's all filler, and I couldn't possibly care less. Well, to catch you with this, and I'm, you know, I'm not defending stardom here, but the reason they're doing this is to they're introducing a bunch of new characters to their yeah. TV show. It makes sense. This season, and uh, the best way to do it is to get them all in at once. So. You know, to convince us that these people are legitimate professional wrestlers and that we're going to be seeing them probably for a lot of the year, this is how they do it. This is what tournaments do. It makes perfect sense. It's a good thing to do. Me personally, I just I tune out. Right. You know, I'm not saying they're doing the wrong thing. This no, is I mean, fantastic. There's nothing, I mean, there's look, no when, real compelling wrestling going on there. Right. This. When I You'll, when I uh, ahead, I'm sorry. Sorry. When I when we go to. Uh, when we went to New Japan at 2300 a while back, it was – Oh, I, I looked at the card, and I was like, Ugh. I was pissed because it was all like six mans and stuff. And then I went, and I was like, what, are they going to advance storylines? No, they're going to fucking go to. If you're, you're going to see all the dudes you like. Yeah. Right. And you're going to have a good time, and that's all it really is. So. But my Yuki, pretty cool, right? Yeah. Slaps your leg a little bit, but it's okay. It's okay. Thanks, I think – it's I think um, it's going to be tough for a little while, though. Just I, to me, the six person is serves as a change of pace. Mm -hmm. When you're stacking them, like Chris said, my eyes start to cross. Yeah, we'll, we'll do like we do with Tag League. We'll just check in on the pay-per-view and see how it turned out. Yep, Speaking yeah. of which, the uh, big pay-per-view coming up is uh, February 4th, I believe. At the end of this show, after this match, uh, Suzu Suzuki comes out. She challenges... Julius. So Julius' first defense is against Suzu Suzuki. It'll be at the Jan uh, February 4th show, and also it's been announced that it's going to be the first cheering show for stardom since fucking January of 2020. Which That's good. I, in my mind, that's fucking insane. And we're going to talk about cheering, non-cheering in a minute, but it's like, Japan, what the fuck, years. dude? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, I'm going to... I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to say something. Um, I don't care. During this whole COVID situation, I think everywhere in the world had their head up their asses in just a different way. 
it was different levels of heads up their asses. It was Shin Godzilla. It was just everybody just handled it all fucked up every which way you can. And Japan, the Japanese, you know, just were just as fucked up as everybody. They just kept it going longer. I mean, even more fucked up. I think they're probably one of the last, like, I guess, I don't know how to put it, first world nations. I don't know how to put it that as like everywhere else has been kind of open for uh, a while and Japan has just been like strangely locked down. I don't know who needs to hear this, but they're xenophobic. <laughs> they still are. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the truth. They're racist and xenophobic. Welcome to Japan. Yeah. That's what it is. I'll go get me. I can go get you my, I said it last week. I'll go get you my, uh, Kinugumon great little right. statue that I have. And I'm kind of like, Ooh. But uh, it was given to me by somebody, so I keep it. But yeah. what was it? The World Cup that China, uh, was available to watch in China, and everybody freaked the fuck out because they saw what, what other parts of the world were doing. It was one of these big worldwide events, I think. Like uh, the Olympics, maybe? No, it must. Have been, I think it had to be in the World Cup, but I don't know. It was something <clears> recently, but yeah, everybody's going to have their their opinions on how to how COVID should have been handled. It's right. It's an entire high school career. Someone had to shut up. Three years is a long time. Yes, <laughs> it is. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, it, Joe Biden cured it, so we're fine. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, what everybody came for. Ukraine, Ukraine started and then it ended. It's magically ended. Uh, <laughs> <huge bit. laughs> we're joking. We're joking. We don't really believe that. China is a fucking mess right now. Western China is a fucking mess right now. Um, New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom 17 in the Tokyo Dome. This is what you came here. This is what you're listening for. Our review, our in-depth analysis. You can't tell me if I'm fucking joking or not, buddy. <laughs> Don't make me call the yeah, Oath Keepers to get our liberties back. <laughs> oh, God. I'm coughing again. All right. Wrestle Kingdom so back. Full crowd. 25,000 people. Almost a full crowd in there. No one chanted for more than two minutes, so everybody was allowed to scream and yell, as we learned. And, uh, let's do it. You ready to do this? Me and Brandon were awake. We were live and live texting each other while we were watching it. I faded a couple times, but I got back into it. I was loud. I was able to, 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 to pull through. Brandon, how, how were you feeling the next day? Let's just talk about that real quick. Not great. I was, I was, I was feeling pretty depressed the next day. Like, oh no, what did I do? I think I woke up at about noon, which that, even that was five hours of sleep. It probably took me 72 hours to get back to normal. If I'm still back to normal. Right. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had a few beers. I saved them. I tried to take a nap. Couldn't do it. Instead, I watched TGFPW's show, and I watched uh, uh, Mia Yamashita get knocked the fuck out for real. Hit her head on oh. concrete. Uh, another note, there was no doctors there for that either. They just picked her up and kept going. Terrible. Jesus Christ. Awful. Uh, let's move on. So let's talk about the show. We're going to go through this match by match. Chris, you watched the entire thing, I'm hoping? Yes, I did. Let's go right, through let's it. Let's do this. Pre-show exhibition match. It was only three minutes long, but we got we get the debut of Bolton Oleg against Ryohei Oyua in a time limit draw. Brandon, your thoughts on Bolton Oleg Bolton or Bolton Oleg, whatever we're calling him. Oleg Bolton, Boleg, Bolton Oleg. Three, yeah, a three-minute time limit draw. They probably could have gave these guys a little bit of more time because the hardest part of trying to get through this thing for me was that actually the, the beginning because there was a, quite a bit of dead air between these Mm-hmm. Bow-legged leg Olton. Chris Thoughts on Oleg Bolton. 
you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I really like this. I thought this was cool. It was cool too. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And, and, you know, I've said this before, like I, um, when I, when I, uh, watch these shows, especially stuff like, uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, things that are extremely long by the end of it. And I, I didn't watch it live. And even if I did, it's so long that by the end of it, I forget what happened at the beginning. Um, or I watch it over the course of days. And by the end of it, once again, I forget what happened at the beginning. I'll go back and I will read just some random reviews from different websites just so I can pick up like, oh, shit, I forgot that that happened, blah, blah, blah. People, I, I saw some people, I, I, I can't name specifically which ones, complaining about this. How? Was, why? Why? How? fucking three minutes at the beginning of a show. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Let me explain something to people listening at home, and maybe you guys didn't realize this. This was a weekday at 2 o'clock in Japan. Right. People didn't even show up for the fucking show until, like, the fifth match because they weren't taking off work to do it. Exactly. The building was, like, half full by the fifth match. Okay. No, but I, I this was cool. This was a great – and it, it was also, like, oh, I don't understand why they put this in this spot. <laughs> the pre of the pre of the pre show. Yeah, fuck you. So, uh, I, yeah, I really enjoyed this. And, uh, I want to see Oleg Bolton more. Yeah. And, He's uh, was it Ryohei Iowa? Yeah. Oiwa. Oiwa. Yeah. Him too. I mean, both yeah. of them. And, and so, you got like a young boy match that was very technical and done very well in three minutes. And they called it a day. I think there was maybe one hip toss. I think there was one. I think as soon as, um, was Gino Gambino or the other guy said, oh, you won't see any whips into the ropes. And then they did one immediately. Oh, look, I'm a liar. But, uh, <laughs> and you know what? It's funny because we watched it. Was he, was, was Gino Gambino in the Rambo that year? One year he was. Yeah. And we were like, what the fuck? I actually liked Gino Gambino Dude. on commentary. All right. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that. Gino yeah. Gambino on commentary was fucking brilliant. Brand he was great. No, I don't have anything to add. Go ahead. I enjoyed him. Yeah. He was, too. Chris, he was fucking. He was hilarious. Yeah. He played like a legit heel announcer, which was great, not tweener. He was right. just a bad guy whenever it fucking <laughs> He's just always cheering for the for the bad guy in the crowd or in the in the match, no matter what faction he was in. It was great. Old school. Seemed like he was really enjoying himself. Yeah, I like that. Well, one other thing I was gonna mention real quick as we're going through the uh Beginning of this, right as this started, I did the classic, oh, shit, I need to uh, sign up for New Japan World. Jimmy was getting sketched about that both of us watching on his account and him getting powered off. They give you a stern warning on the, the website. So I go to, like, let me give them their 999 yen. No signups at the time of the start of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. No new users. They didn't want to shut their server down or whatever. So uh, very pro wrestling thing. The number one moment of the year where people were trying to pay the money and they don't allow you to give them money during that. So I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Crazy. Uh, could have made so much more money. Speaking of which, uh, 30,000 new subscribers. He said uh, close to 100,000 uh streamers, which is rare for Japan, streaming. And thirty percent of those streamers for were for overseas. So that's a big number. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh here we go. NJPW, King of Pro Wrestling, title twenty twenty three, right to challenge New Japan Rambo, the Great Okan, Shingo Takage Show, and Toriyano defeated 
Aaron Hanari, Doki, El Fantazzo, Evil, Hikaleo, Jeff Cobb, Kenta, Mikey Nichols, Rocky Romero, Yusuke Taguchi, Shane Haste, Taichi, Tomohiro Ishii, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Yujiro Takahashi. Brandon, thoughts? This was a Rambo, all right. Uh, I think the only real question mark here was if this is where they're going to use Shingo, if not later. We were wondering about, um, and the, you know, he makes it into that final four here. So, yeah, the 30 minutes. He was saying he didn't want anything to do with it. And, uh, yep, there he is. He's in the, he's in the Rambo. Chris, Bob. Yeah, this, this is a drag. <laughs> it's fucking Third longest drag. match of the card. Fucking drag, man. I mean, I get it, right? Everybody, it's for, it's for the people that are there, but yeah, still, it's Drago. El Drago. Uh, props to Kenta doing his power walk into the ring, though. That was fucking amazing. Kenta shines, and he shines in some of the worst spots. <laughs> yeah. Like, he don't give a fuck. I, I, you know, you got to respect a man that's uh, just a professional. Like, I'm not going to go out there and dog it. I'm going to go out. I'm in the Rambo, and I'm going to make a big deal of it. And did he end up in the Final Four? No, he didn't. No. So, you know, fucking awesome. Power walk was too much, though. He's he great. brought it back for uh, for New Year Dash, too, which was great. Uh, here we go. Another pre-show match. <laughs> Satoshi Kojima, Togi Makabe, and Yuji Nagata defeated Minoru Suzuki, Tatsumi Fujinami, and Tiger Mask. There you go. Shall we, shall we move on to the main card? <laughs> my dad, my dad, uh, your dad, and the other guy's dad wrestled that dude's dad, her dad, and his dad in a six-man tag match. <laughs> Gives a fuck. God. Something for the crowd. You know? If yeah. you were on the fence like I was to stay up live and watch the whole thing, they really twisted your arm during the, the, the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that might be the mistake that we make every year, and I didn't stay up this year, but the mistake is it sh- you should understand, like, I, I shouldn't be watching at 1 a.m. or whatever it started. It's got to start should- at 3. Yeah, you, you, know, you got to wake up at 2 and start watching at 3. The problem is is that their servers don't let you on after a certain time. You'll just yeah. get the pinwheel of doom, and you can't get into the show, so you got to get there at the beginning. And then you just run it in the TV in the other room, and then you That's just go, go to bed. Like, I came down a couple minutes early, and I just had it on, and I just kept refreshing. So I could be the one of the first people in the United States to grab on it. I was like, I got it. I was in there. Should we talk about the main card? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Um, Catch-22 and Francesco Akira and TJP defeat the Chaos team of Lee Yo, Leo Rush, the heir apparent of Rey Mysterio Jr., and Yo. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I think we started to have a little bit of fun here with the Rey Mysterio comedy coming out. Leo Rush uh, instantaneously crushes his face into the the ramp. Oh, so bad. (laughs) I think he's going right back into retirement. A little bit of a little knock a little bit of the rust off of his front teeth there, that Leo Rush. You know what would have uh, saved his face? A Rey Mysterio mask yeah. would have saved it. Would have kept him from getting scratched Lucha, Lucha mask. It's a great point, Jim. Uh yeah, we <laughs> get you. to see Miss Mr. Cool, TJP, open up the main card there. Put a put a belt on this guy. Jesus. Chris Lutz. Uh, you know, <laughs> I guess it was Leo Rush smashing his face, but he was really good in this match. He was. Uh, he's I'm not great. The biggest, yeah, I'm not the biggest Leo Rush fan. And uh, Le- DJP kind of changed his look enough to where he doesn't look like just a weird little cunt. 
Um, he still is one, but he doesn't look as much one. <laughs> he is but one, you, but he just doesn't look it. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice this, Jim? Like it, yes. they, it almost looked like they were all wearing the same gear. Yeah, that was, a which I found very odd. Yeah. They all were wearing like black and silver pants. Right. Like, I don't know how as a, you know, look, I know that this stuff shouldn't mean anything, but it does. Like, why are you wearing the same? Everybody's wearing the same fucking clothes. What's going yeah, on like, here? Why? Well, Nobody was like, I'll wear the silver pants with the black trim, and you guys wear the black pants with the silver trim. Yeah, home and away gear. Come on, that's why it exists. Yeah, that was odd. So you can tell people apart. That's why it exists. Home and away Mm -hmm. kits. So I got nothing really. Yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. That's all that matters. For a belt that no, who looks who? Does anybody give a fuck about that belt? No, not really. I mean, that's 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 what it's there for is to heat up shows. Yeah, that's two dudes that are around all the time, and they wrestle two other dudes who come and go. Right. This is like uh, <clears throat> my wrestling fandom. Fandom. I had some bottom edge to it, where the information just comes in one ear and goes out the other continually. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag matches I've watched. Every time I'm like, oh yeah, they have an IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag belt right. too. Like right. I just I could watch a hundred of them and I'll forget. Well. There was a time where, I mean, it was that first, what was that, Wrestle Kingdom 13, 12? I forget which one it was. The first Wrestle Kingdom I ever watched, and it started out with with this match. Uh, it was a four-way match. It was the Young Bucks, Forever Hooligans, Red Dragon. I'm going to try to find what, I know what one you're talking about. Red Dragon and uh, the Time Splitters, which were Al Shelley and um, oh, man, uh, Kushida. You're saying 12? Yeah, Dude, it was much earlier than that. I think it was like nine or eight or something like that. I gotta look into it. Twelve so, was Jericho. Wow. Oh, okay. So, um, but anyway, yeah, it was. It was just. Uh, it was very like it, it. It got put the hook on me as far as watching Wrestle Kingdom again or watching mm-hmm. New Japan, and I was really interested in it. But they seemed to have a little bit more of a league back then for the junior heavyweight tag titles. You had four established teams going at it. Here it's they don't have that anymore. They really don't. I think that was yeah that was that was nine. There you go, Wrestle Kingdom. This is a time in a show where you're like I'm more focused on trying to make my friend laugh that I'm watching with and have a good time than being like what's this about? Oh yeah 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 yeah. right. But I mean look you know that year it did what it was intended to do put the hook in me to watch the rest of the show. I think it's that's all it ever is. The junior title is or the heavyweight tag title is always just it's. To get you worked up and get you to be like, oh, I need to check out the rest of this. You know what I mean? And I did that on January 4th. Right. All right, next up. Uh, IWGP Women's Title title Match. Kyrie defeats Tom Nakano. First big pop of the night. Tom Nakano hits the violet screwdriver. The whole place went fucking nuts. Good for her. Uh, five minutes and 47 seconds. The shortest match on the card. Brandon, thoughts? Jim, why don't you go first here? I, th- I think you're going to have the the most interesting opinion on this. I have some thoughts, but I'm curious to hear where you're at on this week out. Well, you know, it's we watch stardom all the time, all of us, you know, the three of us. We uh, we watch our 25 minute matches. This was definitely not for us. This match was to show what they could do and get Sasha Banks out there. And that's, uh, I'm sorry, Mercedes Monet. Surprise. Spoiler alert. The big reveal. That's what this was. Uh, I believe they, the length of it sucked. I believe it, 10, I don't see why this couldn't have gone 10 minutes longer. 
or not 10 minutes long, at least 10 minutes. Every other match in the car went 10 minutes. Um, I'm not going to defend their decision to do this. A couple of more minutes, a couple of more moves, and this would have been more impactful, I think. But, I mean, the big story, and everybody knew it was coming, so much so that Kevin Kelly pretty much spoiled it while he was doing the fucking commentary. At one point he goes, hey, well, let's talk about the rumors, and then uh, Chris Charles is like, well, let's wait on that, and cut him off. Um, yeah, I, was I a fan of the match? No. If people have never seen Tom Nakano do the Violet Screwdriver, and now they sign up for Stardom World, it fucking worked. You know what I mean? We'll see how that turns out, though. Good. Yeah, when this happened live, I really didn't know what to say to you about it. I, I think a, a week later, there's two sides to this that I exist that kind of coexist in my head. I had fun watching it. Um, I thought it was really cool to to see them just on that huge stage. That you get to see the violet screwdrivers. You mentioned Kyrie looks awesome. Her entrance um, was amazing. Kyrie's it's both one of the best ones fun. of the night. It was yeah. fucking amazing. The, I, Mercedes Monet, I'll go into that a little bit here. Looked fucking incredible. Was okay. Let's talk about that. Before we go to Chris, let's talk about that. So okay. Mercedes Monet comes out, out after the win, challenges Kyrie. Kind of a, a weird finisher. Looked like Kyrie went down to you a little bit too early for that finisher, but uh, she's challenging for a show in San Jose. The show um, pretty much sold out in like three days after they announced this card. Um, uh, I she looked fucking fantastic. She looked like a superstar. I I, I sent Brandon a text where it was uh, someone on a Japanese guy on Twitter said that uh you know that's what five million followers on Twitter on social media looks like. You know, basically comparing it to how cool and how over the top she looks compared to the rest of the people on this card. Right. And it's correct. Her hair looked fantastic. She looked fantastic. She looked like the biggest star in the fucking show. Effective. Well done. Go ahead. Yeah, I usually don't go miss uh Mr. Bonebag, but we were texting each other like shoo when she was <laughs> out there. Chris, go, go ahead, and then we'll go back around. But so, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with Jim. I think that this was a vehicle for some other things, you know. Um, but there were a lot of matches on this card that we talked about earlier. Uh, one of which was a Rambo that we <laughs> really didn't need at all. Did you shave four minutes off the Rambo? Um, but that being said, uh, I, look, I like this match. Um, the same person that said that, uh, that the Oleg, um, Cassini match was that Sergio Tacchini match was too, was, was in the wrong spot and it shouldn't have been there. They also said that, um, Kyrie is back in her pirate gear, I guess, to get WWE fans to watch. Who is this person? I, I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work while we're talking later. I'm gonna work on finding what I. What, I'm gonna go through my history and figure out who this person is. Who is this fucking no nothing yeah. geek? No nothing twat. Um. So and I was just like, she's come out to that since she's been back. She's always come out to that. Hey, surprise, surprise! She did it before she went to WWE. Well, that's what I mean. Um, that being she said, was a kabu- she was a kabuki warrior when she was in WWE. She was only a pirate for like about a year. Yeah, exactly. That being said, um, both of their entrances on that level, both Tom Nakano and, um, and, uh, and Kyrie were fucking emotional watching them. 
Um, I think, and I'm going to get the dog for this, but I, I think the, I didn't watch it live. Number one. So we're going to say that because you guys are 100% correct on Mercedes Monet. I didn't watch it live. And it was, as Chris Charlton said, the worst kept secret in professional wrestling. So both of those things took away from my enjoyment. I was glad that she was there. I'm glad that we're going to get what we're going to get with her at a later date. But knowing those things and not watching it live, it was a bit of a dud to me. Understand the circumstances and the context in which I'm saying this. I'm not saying that she's a dud. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have been there. It was all awesome, but it lost its effect on me because I had, I knew it happened. We all knew it was going to happen beforehand. And then I kind of saw it happen afterwards before I watched it. And, um, yeah, but, uh, I'm glad she's there and this is going to open up the door for a lot of things. I think that, um, it def, like Jim said, that maybe this match wasn't for us, but that Tom Nakano promo afterwards was. That was for and us. That was fucking tremendous. So that I actually think as a stardom fan that, you know, you have a match and then you have the promo or you have the promo and then you have the match and the promos leading up to this match, which ends up being spectacular. We got that in reverse, which got us the match, which kind of meant nothing, leaning up to a promo that meant everything. And I think that they really hit the ball out of the park with that one. And I'm really excited for uh, money bags. Everything better be money, like money bags. I'm going to give them yeah. the money bags and the, and, the, and, the, and the whatever. I don't know. Are there any other words that have money in the word? Can't. <laughs> The cat, no, there's no, no, no trademark. Cash Wheeler already exists. Oh yeah. So no, but it was, it was, uh, I was very, very happy to see that. And it was, uh, it was really cool. And she did look like a million fucking bucks. Brent, any retort? You got any? Yeah. I, I, the other thing I was saying that's coexisting in my head is that this was, I thought objectively somewhat insulting to, to stardom when they're coming out. I think Chris Charlton notes that this is the first women's wrestling match at the Tokyo Dome since 1992 or 1993. That's 30 fucking years wait for this. Um, I'm thinking back when they're coming out, coming out, getting goosebumps to the, the little bit I've watched of a Manami Toyota or Bull Nakano. And wow, this is, uh, you know, what Japanese women's wrestling was then and then where we're at now. And five fucking minutes to me is closer to a one minute squash match than mm. it is to a 10 minute memorable experience. It just kind of came and it went. So I I just thought that was a, a legit fuck up, like bad idea by New Japan to do that. You, I still don't really have the context of what the belt is. And then you get this moment that I had a ton of fun watching with the promo um, and then Mercedes Monet coming out. But I don't know if it was – I'm trying to do the math. If it was before 45 p.m. on a weekday there, it was right. notably, notably quiet in there. And you're kind of watching like – fucking john cena come out to a promotion that doesn't really it would be like if john cena was coming to a promotion that didn't really have a men's division and nobody really knew what to say to him there's a promo in in english and then it, it kind of comes and goes she walks out they show her awkwardly walking through the crowd to some reactions around her uh it was it's both really encouraging and exciting and i don't know what the fuck they're going to do with it in a good way and it was a strange spectacle yeah uh i, I, I was texting you brandon we were talking about it and it's this thing, and it happens to everybody when they do an English promo in front of a Japanese crowd. You get the polite applause because they don't really know what the fuck you're saying. They're like, thanks for coming here and talking. Then yeah. you say something else. Thanks again. 
All you people out there in the crowd, shut up. I don't want you to talk. Yay. It's just what happens. They don't know what the fuck you're saying. So, I, Listen, I'm not defending any of this. I think that they should have gotten at least 10 minutes. But I think the, the long-term effect, and we see it, with the ticket sales in California, and I would guarantee a lot of these subscriptions, some of them were for fucking Kenny Omega. A lot of them were just to see, uh, see uh, Mercedes Monet. I think it's, it will end up being a success. And as Chris mentioned, the post-match, they had all the post-match promos on um, their YouTube, I believe. And uh, Tom Nakano has a post-match promo where she basically breaks down in tears about whether or not she's, you know, you know, worth it or not. And as we're seeing in stardom, and we'll talk about it when we get to the, to the pay-per-view, Cosmic, Cosmic Angels ain't doing so great. And I think this will feed into the storyline. And like Chris said, I think that promo was for us. Oh, one hundred percent. Stardom fucking geeks. Yeah, and you know the match itself and Mercedes Monet is that's that's for uh, the rest of the world. But like Brandon said, it's, I I don't know what this title means. It, it has does male dominated professional wrestling really has it really even since the likes of fucking Sasha Banks and Charlotte and has it really really grabbed onto women's wrestling? I would say no. I would say WWE still has, you know, 60 to 70% fucking men's shit matches with fucking Baron Corbin and shit like that in it. They'll put that all over TV, but God forbid they put a fucking women's match on. And we see it with AEW. I mean, it's getting a little better, but come on. We get one one match a week. I don't I don't know if New Japan's going to suddenly grasp onto this and be like, "Yes, this is this is money making." I don't know. All right, final thoughts. Brandon. I think I gave them. I, the, the future is, is bright. I, I don't disagree with you that it will be positive. It should have been a lot more positive. There was yes. a lot of worse wrestlers that got more time. Oh, no way. <laughs> We're going to talk about what's it. Chris, I love. Yeah. Um, I will. No, I mean, you know that I don't really think there's much more to say. Like I said, I think that was part of the reason I thought that the promo that Sasha or that Mercedes Mona, I got to get used to saying that, um, gave, uh, kind of was a little lackluster, but it was because of the audience just kind of politely. Audience clapping. isn't responding. Yeah, you forget about, you forget about stadium. that. Yeah. You forget about that. That being said, um, the last, we, we off, we also forget that because they brought up the last women's match at Wrestle Kingdom. There was a Tokyo Dome match in the mid two thousands where, uh, but it was it was a woman and a man and China wrestled Chono. Yep, China versus Chono. That's right. And China and Chono what let her win? Because nope. <laughs> he's a dick. Yep. All right, let's move I on. Didn't, didn't know about that. Right. IWGP Tag Team Title Match: Bishimon, Rocky Goto and Yoshihashi defeated FTR. Yoshihashi made the bald FTR guy tap out. Bishimon are now your champs. I really enjoyed this match. I was shocked that I would enjoy it. I, FTR is really good, but Bishimon, man. Fucking Yoshiashi was directing traffic in this match. Brandon. Yeah, they look great. Uh, at this point, we're stacking up these five to ten minute enjoyable matches that maybe we didn't expect to be enjoyable. And uh, once the card starts moving in a nice, timely manner, you can kind of get into the next one quicker. Uh, we, we know Yoshiashi girl was pumped up. I think I sent Jimmy a text joking around. Uh, after we were saying that Sasha Banks looks like 5 million followers, that Dax Harwood looks like 35,000 followers. Cause it's not, not, not the most compelling figure out there, but it was a good time. Chris? 
Yeah, I mean, I, we knew what was going to happen here, right? We were kind of knowing that FTR was going to drop these belts so they can focus purely on AEW because um, they've lost the AAA tag mega champions or whatever they were about. Um, Did they drop the Ring of Honor one, too? Yeah. So, uh, you know, but this was a good match. I mean, you have four good guys in the ring. Um, there's a reason why these older, you know, what well, was Goto and uh, Yoshiashi, and uh, there's a reason why these guys stick around as long as they do. Because yep. they can work. And uh, I always enjoy FTR matches. I never complain about them. Uh, and this was no different. I, I, I enjoyed this. I did find the uh, the idiot that wrote that thing on uh, Kyrie okay. that I was just talking about. Okay. Uh, if you want me to blow him up, I will. I don't, I, I don't care. I don't mean it's up to you. No, I won't. I, I mean, his name is, it's on TJR Wrestling, and his name is Alex po- Podgorski. Pod. Alex, Alex Podgorski? Yeah. And I don't know that you're an idiot, Alex. I just said that. I I, I just think that this is kind of silly. Uh, and I will read real quick. Kyrie resurrected her pirate princess gimmick from NXT and came out looking like Captain Jack Sparrow and that it was too much exaggerated cosplay in this match. So this is just the opinion of somebody who no, doesn't know what these... He writes for Slam. Unfollow that guy. Oh, he's a sports keto guy. Is he Sticky Fingers? There you go. Sticky Fingers. boys. All right, let's move on. New Japan World Television title match. Uh, it's the t- tournament finals. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Ren Narita. Flash fucking submission. I love him. Brandon, thoughts? Agreed, yeah. Uh, totally didn't see it coming. You you, you nailed it. This was the, the flash submission, which I haven't seen in quite a long time. Suck out here. Confirmed. In ring, blonde haired Zack Saber Jr. is fucking awesome. He comes out, he's he's yelling about uh paying nurses more in the UK. Guys is just cool in, in every aspect. Red Narita looks good. Um I was happy that that they went there though. We don't have to push the the you know, I think we all know the trajectory of a Red Narita. Then didn't, didn't have to happen that night. Right. Chris, thoughts? You know, the one thing I noticed about this was what are they, ten minute matches? They're fifteen. Fifteen minute matches. When Zack Sabre Jr. always does this thing, right, where he starts the match off, and he's very technical, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, and it starts going really fast. And then, dude, you get that, and then you get him doing that, and then it ends. It's 15 right. minutes. You can only go so far with it. So you get right to the point, right to the meat of Zack Sabre Jr. He gets in there. He gets he works slow. He starts working fast. He bangs on a submission and wears you out, and then he gets the win. He gets... Or, you know, in a normal match, it kind of goes that, that route for the extent of the match. He, he's the perfect person to be the first guy to hold this title. He's right. the perfect person on the roster for this. And he can work with anyone. And he's such a, like, he's one of these guys where your character, the best characters or your personality turned up to 11. That's him, man. And which he's like coming down to the ring ranting about political issues that he believes in to people who can't understand them. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love him. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's one of my favorite guys in professional wrestling right now. He's definitely one of my favorite guys on their roster, and 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 one of one of the guys that I always get super excited to watch, no matter where he's at on the card. After the match, we get Mike Nichols and Shane Hayes come out, and they name uh, Zack Saber Jr. as the 
front man of TMDK. So Zach's got his own stable now. Well deserved. Brandon, final thoughts. Yeah, team murder, death, kill gang. Let's go. <laughs> Chris, well, no, I was really, I, 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 I often forget that these two guys exist. Yeah, I know. Um, I think they're, I, I think the they're on, was. they're on, uh, New Japan Strong. RIP New Japan Strong, by the way. They got rid of it. Tanahashi has officially announced that they're getting rid of New Japan Strong in the latest tapings of the end of it. And uh, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago about the streaming system with the streaming service with Tony Khan and Ring of Honor. New Japan Strong is going to get worked into that. I don't know how, when, where, or why, but there you go. Developmental, ladies and gentlemen. Chris, got it, Yeah, I was, I, when I saw this, I was wondering, is this, uh, was New Japan Strong truly created for, was this pre-pandemic? Yes, it was created okay. pre-pandemic. It got killed by the pandemic. Okay, I was just curious. All right. They couldn't tour. They were trying to be a touring brand. They couldn't do it. Yeah. I like that that's where we're at with Tanahashi in New Japan, that it's like Randy Orton announces that NXT is rebranding. Like Tanahashi's <laughs> giving statements on behalf of him. He's a company man. We'll talk about being a company man in a couple minutes. I love it. This is all leading together. This is easy. Uh, never open weight title match. Tamatanga with Jado defeats Carl Anderson in a surprisingly entertaining match. I was shocked that this was entertaining. Carl Anderson brought his worker boots on. He fucking blew the finish, but this is a pretty good match. Brandon, hey. <laughs> That's okay. Carl Anderson, I said, wrestling Sumerian style, came out only dropping Tamatanga on his head. He's going right to the point. We're going, we're going, we're going right to the head. He didn't even bother that. taking off his yeah. t-shirt. He didn't give a shit. He's like, I'm a Tokido, the biggest fucking match I've had in fucking years. I'm this t-shirt staying on. We went right outside the ring and just dropped Tamatanga on his neck across the, uh, railing. So then from there, you know, it's kind of picked up. Botched finish, but that's okay. In and out. Could have been a lot worse. A lot worse. That's the thing. I was shocked at how good it was. It wasn't great. I was shocked that it was like as good as it was. Which is like, I don't know, five and a half stars out of ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, it was perfectly okay, and it was nine minutes or whatever. Chris, thoughts? Could have been five, and they could have given four to Kyrie. That's and true. That's how I'm that is them. true. That's <laughs> about a title that I mean. I look. I'm not. I don't live in Japan. I don't watch it through uh, Japanese eyes. I watch it through American eyes. Watching the product, and uh, I don't know anybody ever gave a shit about that never title. You know, I don't know if they care about it in Japan. I don't really, you know. It's kind of a dead duck at this point. Yeah, it's it's dead. I mean, I remember when they used to wrestle when it was Togi Makabe and and uh, and Ishii, uh, Ishii and I Shibata, those guys. I wasn't into those guys in the beginning at all. It took a while for them to grow on me. Those two dudes, because remember they would wrestle. I'd be like, oh, these fucking guys again. Wait, was Togi Makabe in the fucking match in this? Yeah, he was. Oh my god, he was awful. He's a fucking retire. He's got like a cooking show. Don't chain King Kong. I was in Tokyo, remember I was in Tokyo and I was just randomly watching television and it was a thing about pets and whether or not they love their masters. And all of a sudden on my screen is Togi Makabe and his little dog. He's got like a little, um, uh, like a, like a Pomeranian. And they were walking the dog and he's, you know, sitting there and they were offering it treats and food. The dog and see if it would go to the master instead of the food. His dog immediately betrayed him and went right to the food. They, dude, Japan. All these like weird game shows. Like, oh, I love it. It's yeah, he's great. just morphing into he's just morphing into Japanese guy Fieri. That's who he is. <laughs> we he's got a cooking yeah, show cool. now. Yeah. All right, let's move on. There's no reason for Guy Fieri to get all that hate. Guy Fieri, 
He's amazing. I, I, love, I, I love hate. Him. I hate when people say Fieri. You mean Guy Fieri? It is his name. His name. His name is Guy Fieri. I'm going to start saying Tanahashi Hiroshi. I'm going to start saying their names backwards. It's the way he says it. Fieri. What's wrong with it? That's how I say it. What are you doing? I'm this person. I'm circling with the arrow on my mouse that you can't see on the bottom, my bottom right hand corner. He's talking shit about times. Good. <laughs> in this day and age, in this day and age, a guy with an orange hat talking shit about times. That's <laughs> group of people I can talk shit about. That's all, all right, six man. Don't worry, you'll be able to talk about shit about that until the end of fucking time. Hiroshi Tanahashi, whose name sounds like he's Italian. Kenji Muro and Shota Umino defeated Los Ingobernables de Japón of Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsu Naito. As predicted, Shota Umino ta- pins Bushi. Uh, Kenji Muro was pretty fucking entertaining in this with all his fucking goofy-ass bullshit. Brandon, got He was entertaining. I, I, I don't know if it was a sleep deprivation at that point or what, but I got a little legit terrified when he started climbing up those turnbuckles. <laughs> I was like, pop, pop, no. Get off the ladder. Somebody else can change the shingles. I was getting a little nervous. <laughs> Naito uh, wrestling in the T-shirt, the, the T-shirt of the night that I've uh, looked up the price of, and it was double the price of every other T-shirt for the night. They knew it was cool, so they wanted $60 for it. Uh, he's, buy he's, it? He's hawking oh, merch. No, 60 for a T-shirt. I, get, I have some values. I've spent but, it. <laughs> Rick Flair T-shirt, how much was that? The sweatshirt? Yeah. That was seventy, I think. Oh, okay, it was the sweatshirt. It's, at least. it's it's also roots of fight. All their shit's really expensive, right? Yeah, they Chris make nice stuff. Um, I actually had a roots of fight Kevin Garnett shirt, and uh, I just didn't like the way it fit me. I gave it to a buddy of mine I work with. He's a big, he like, you know, I was like, you like Kevin Garnett? He's like, I love him. I said, here, take this shirt, and I told him, I said, this is a wear out shirt. This is not a wear to work shirt. This is like a forty dollar t shirt. Right. Um, KG Mania. KG Mania. Um. Yeah, I, the only way that this ends the way I like, if we don't get Kenji Muto or the great Muda, uh, pin Armin in the middle of the ring like Orndorff, by the end of this, then it's all been a waste of fucking <laughs> Him leaving the ring and immediately as the bell rings and then Tanahashi chasing him down and making him like take pictures with the crowd was fucking hilarious. He's like, my, my, what I say? He's got a trash bag of money waiting by the back door. He's get the fuck out of there as quick as possible. Insane. He was going the wrong direction. He was. <laughs> That's okay. He's been going. He he goes the wrong direction every time he walks towards the ring. He should be walking <laughs> as far away from it as humanly possible. Pop up this way. Pop up it's this way. I gotta use the toilet. <laughs> IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Four Way Match. Roma Takahashi defeats Taiji Shimori, the champ. El Desperado and Master Wato. Mr. Wado looking like a million bucks hitting that uh, high arching German suplex. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, the, this this was the Wado coming out party here. I think we see him on his bicycle. I don't know if that was on Twitter or on TV. I can't remember, but I got a huge kick out of that promo. Wado biking around Japan. Um, it's this was exactly what you'd expect. The best way, sixteen minutes of them flying all over the fucking place. Didn't know everybody could have won it three different times. Can't go wrong with Takahashi. Chris. This is another one where it's exactly what you expect. These uh, these junior matches tend to get a little spot festy, but it keeps my interest, and it's in a good spot to actually kind of suck you back into the uh, 
to the uh, show, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I and am, you know what, I'll be yeah. honest with you, though. I am a little sick of these guys. Like, I want another face. Can we can we figure out a new guy to stick yeah. into that? It's been situation. tough with this pandemic. We haven't had many people able to come in and wait till Kushida shows up and starts fighting again. We talked about this last week. So it's the same fucking heads for six years. Yeah, maybe we had another guy that fought for it, fought 10 years ago. Right. Same fucking shit. All same right. Shit. IWGP unit, United States heavyweight title match. Kenny Omega defeats Will Ospreay in a shock. We didn't think that this was going to happen. Kenny Omega, uh, uh, with the entrance, looking like uh, the bad guy from from uh, uh, what the hell's that game? Final the <laughs> shittiest video game series of all time? No, 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 bullshit. Uh, the shittiest video game series of all time. If you if you love uh, 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 Act Razor exists, and it never fucking stops, and their constant Razor exists, so that's the shittiest. And you're like, and then let's separate off. And separate off. I'm gonna go last. Oh, and then you fight 500 bad guys, and then a dude in the middle of the fight's like, hmm, I just thought of a recipe. Fuck that. Oh, that's Final Fantasy 15, I think, or 18. Yeah, Sephiroth is a Final Fantasy guy. Yeah, yes. This is the same guy who was making fun of somebody on AEW for playing video games. Do we remember that? We do. Yeah, character consistency, you cunt. All right. Uh, Brandon. <laughs> we'll get there. Brandon, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll be brief. I mean, I have a lot I could probably say about this, but I, I kind of turn into, like, Jim Cornette when it comes to <laughs> watching Kenny Omega, where I'm just like... Yeah, that was a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, th- I think I've psychologically profiled this guy pretty well. We all have here where he, he legitimately wants to be like a K- Capcom character. I used to say as a joke. Turns out he wants to be, uh, what's his fucking name from Final Fantasy VII? Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Yeah, he just, he literally thinks he's that character he's doing his, so the finger points and everything as he comes out. Hit the, he uses his, his fucking wrestling as a, a way that he can pretend that he's in a video game. Um, they beat the living shit out of each other for over 30 minutes. I'm sure they blew what's his face's match rating out of the water here, kicking out of every single finisher. Uh, what I didn't expect to happen is that Will Ospreay just got the absolute shit kicked out of him for what felt like 80% of this match. I, I saw that they did a, uh, like, uh, they do after MMA, like, strikes landed to, like, finishers. <laughs> and, it, and it was relatively even from that perspective, but it certainly didn't feel like it when you were watching it. Chris, thoughts? Jim, can you tell me how long this match was? Is there a punchline coming? Can you tell me how long this match was? 34 minutes, 38 seconds. It could have been 30 minutes and 38 seconds. They could have given four minutes to Kyrie and Tom Nakano. I, look, I don't have a problem with this. It's exactly what we expected, right? I mean, I, I, it makes sense that I would assume that Kenny Omega, if they're folding this whole new Japan strong in the U.S., if this is what's happening and, and they're going to use it like Ring of Honor or whatever you were saying earlier to, um, as part of almost a de- developmental league, that he can bring this, he'll bring this title back to, um, that show that's on Wednesday nights, AEW. AEW. And, uh, maybe we'll get, you know, maybe it'll, it'll, cause it is the US, IWGP US championship. Yes. So it does make sense that it gets defended on US soil. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the move. And honestly, Will Ospreay should be fighting Okada. He should be in a bigger, move him up to a bigger spot. Right? I mean, like he can be another challenger. We've seen, we're going to get into it, but you know, we've seen those uh, Okada and Jay White go at it for quite a while. Um, I'd like to see, you know, at some point, o- o- Osprey working his way 
further up that card. I mean, second to the last match. But you understand what I mean. Championship level. My turn? Your turn. This is... I've watched it twice now. Probably... The top five best professional wrestling matches I've ever watched in my entire life. Kenny Omega comes out, and, you know, we yucked it up when we were texting back and forth that Kenny Omega comes out and he looks like an anime geek. But after watching this match, this was like, and with Will Ospreay, and you said it, Brandon, Will Ospreay fucking gets the piss kicked out of him in this fucking match. He barely shows any offense. If you've ever watched Dragon Ball Z out there, listeners, this was Frieza kicking the fucking piss out of Goku. It, it, it reflected it in such a way where even you had United Empire outside the ring watching, like fucking Krillin, Gohan, uh, uh, all the sucky dudes, <laughs> uh, uh, fucking uh, what's her name, Blue uh, Bulma. Just standing there, unable to do anything to stop it, except just cheer him on. He smashes his fucking head into a table until he puts a hole in the table. A Japanese table, not a fucking U.S. table that's already pre-worked. He smashes his head through the table. There's blood gushing all over. Will Ospreay's got blood rushing into his ears. He pulls the fucking turnbuckle off. He gives him basically a friggin' brain buster on the top rope, the exposed top rope. He does the the knee into the corner, face first. Will Ospreay's facing the empty turnbuckle. And Kenny Omega wins. Will Ospreay gets a couple of kickouts and everything. If you were expecting flippy-doo shit, which everybody always is like, eh, yeah, flippy-doo, the flips and all the flips and flips. We got some. This was a beatdown. Ospreay was beaten to shit. You know what Ospreay's going to have to do? He's going to have to go Super Saiyan, brother, to beat Kenny Omega. He's got two people Will Ospreay can't beat. Will Ospreay can't beat Kenny Omega, can't beat Okada. And for him to get to that top tier, and he says in a post-match promo, for him to get to that top tier, he needs to do something different, or else he's going to have to leave. I thought this was fucking brilliant, this match, especially on the second watch, because I was like this. At this point, it was like fucking 4 a.m. This is brilliant. I fucking love this match. It was amazing. Very good. Yeah, it, there's something self-indulgent about the fact that we watch everybody else go in five minutes, ten minutes, because these guys are going to get 45 minutes with their intros and everything. However, there's nobody else you could really – there's not many people on the planet that could do this for, for 35 minutes. So it doesn't. at some point, it doesn't really matter what the hell you think about them. It's just you're like, they're good. It just it is what it is. They're, they're very good at what they're doing. Uh, and if you're New Japan, it's like – you know why wouldn't you want, why wouldn't you want them to go do that for as long as possible uh, under your brand? It's fucking wild to watch. Let them go. Yeah, there's not uh, those are the type of matches where it's like you don't have a ton of them in you in your life, right? Chris, thoughts? no, I think we also we were speaking earlier, like a couple times earlier on this year, or or late last year, whatever it was. That um, it seems to me that that uh, that Will Osprey is starting to change. And become a different wrestler, which is, uh, and, and I said, one of the, it's probably the main reason why he started growing on me. He's gotten bigger. He's more of a, like, he's not, it's not as flippy. He's it's more of a striker as, now. Yeah, it's not as no selly. I, you know, it's like, it's like one, one of my biggest issues. It's always the biggest issue with, uh, Omega is that in the ring, he's a fucking assassin and outside of the ring, he's a clown. 
And it, it, the two of them just don't add up to me. And it, it, it's, it's like, I, first of all, look, I don't think there's anybody in professional wrestling for me. I, I think I said something similar to this last week that can look like more of a fucking prick than Kenny Omega. Right. He does it better than anybody. He's so goddamn smug looking. He works heel. Like when he's a legit heel, when he's not stealing Orange Cassidy's glasses, when That's he's right. a legit heel, he's as cunty as anybody could possibly be. And I really enjoy that because I fucking hate looking at him. He, like, really pisses me off, which means he's doing a good job. It was when MVP, I said he was one of my favorite wrestlers that year because he was getting me so mad. I was mad at my TV. He was doing his job so well. And he does that. Kenny Omega does that. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, 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 your analogy with the, the, the Dragon Ball Z thing, the only thing different about it was 35 minutes and not 12 episodes over the course of fucking 100 right. weeks and people <laughs> Spending thirty minutes going the manga. Uh, 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 uh. I didn't get any of that. He didn't get fucking Osprey. I, I'm just curious. Osprey is going to have to power up for twelve half hour segments that I'm going to have to watch Krillin cry through. Three hundred sixty five days. I'll have to power up. <laughs> now, that's I a mean, funny thing like we're getting a rematch. I don't know when, but we're getting a rematch. So this was the just the this was the fucking preface to the main match that's coming. When and where is a different story. But I don't know, and you know, you know, I'm seeing you know, like Kenny Omega is so much better in New Japan. No, he's just a professional. He's he's different in New Japan. He acts different in New Japan than he does in AW. He's a different character. When he's in DDT, he's a different fucking character. Like he's just a fucking actor on a TV show. He doesn't have to be the same fucking person every time. And there's a different presentation in New Japan. In New Japan, he's one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, and he shows up for it. Brandon, final thoughts. Yes, he does. He does have to be the same character all the time. I don't like it when he's going to different uh, different fucking changes. Why is he like this in AEW when it's a weekly show and I have to... Good stuff. That's it. I don't know if I would go top five all time. I don't don't know if I'm there, but I I haven't watched it a second time. Yeah. Best match of all time is Erwin R. Scheister's Captain Mike versus uh, Hacksaw Jim W. WCW Saturday night. Hexel Jim W. Hexel yes, Jim, Hexel Jim W. Hexel Jim, Hexel, Hexel Hexel Jim, Jim w. Dugan. Um, yeah, I, I just like for me personally, I would just love to see a Kenny Omega that is the behaves like the assassin that he is outside of the ring. Um, which is like you know just less. I, I, I like to see it. The character, I'm not saying the character consistency from the guy walking down to the ring to the guy that's performing in the ring, because it is the same guy, right? I mean, it's, he's supposed to be the guy that walks out, the guy that's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see more of that. To me, when you dress up as Sephiroth, it's the uh, New Japan equivalent of Adam Cole dressing up as the Master Chief in fucking armor that looks like Jesse Ventura. Yeah, walking hold on. from fucking the running man. Listen, at least Kenny Omega got like the officially licensed music to go yeah. along with it too, which is nice. Not fucking Adam Cole just walks out like I've got a helmet on. I look like what was it? Shows name? up with a Darth Vader helmet on, like boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. But his own, but but you know, hits him. Yeah, with, with the Al Cole music playing with with a fucking Darth Vader mask on. What was his name? What was Jesse Ventura's name in in Running Man when when he's I wear this shit? He had like the metal. What was his name? 
Captain Liberty or something? Something like that. I'll look it up. You guys go. All right, let's move on. Main event. IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match. Kazuchika Okada defeats Jay White with Gato. 33 minutes and uh, three seconds. Great match. Bad. What are you going to do? <laughs> this is a really good match, but what the fuck? Well, how are you going to follow that up? This is a tough spot. I mean, not really, but, you know, I, it's, it was kind of like, you know, this is, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't want to shit on this match because it was good. It just wasn't as good as the, as the, the one before it. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, that everything was off the board already going into this. All of the all of the tricks that could be up someone's sleeve were were off the board. We had just pretty much seen them. Uh, Jay White is fucking jacked. Looks fantastic. Okada looks even cooler in the black. Uh, at this point, I, this is where you're really fighting for your your sanity. Uh, towards the end of this, I was starting to go in and out. Haven't rewatched it. Um, wasn't the star of the show, but again, I agree with you, Jim. I wouldn't shit on it. Good stuff. Wasn't, didn't feel like the main event. I don't know where we are with Jay White after this. Chris, thoughts? No, I'm in 100% agreement with you. I mean, this was, and we discussed it, the, what the main event, how hard it was going to be for this to be the main event after the, uh, the Osprey promo, uh, with Kenny Omega. Um, it's, um, you know, it's something that, you know how I am with reruns. It's I'll watch them all day long, but I'll bitch when you try to do it to me on a restaurant, uh, a restaurant, a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I look, I, like I said, I'll watch these guys wrestle over and over again, but eventually the story gets stale. So no, no knock on the match. The match was good. Uh, I fucking love Okada. I love Jay White, you know, two of my favorite wrestlers. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's a tough spot. Yeah. That's a main event coming on after that because those, uh, uh, Omega and um, and Osprey kind of stole it. And like I said, like what we were saying, not only that, and it goes to what I always say, man. It's not about the moves; it's about the fucking story you told. We just discussed this that the Osprey um, Omega match was essentially, I mean, it really wasn't, but it was essentially a thirty-five minute squash. Yeah, it was a beatdown. It was a fucking beatdown, and it was a fucking. It was. It was a story, you know, chapter one, and uh, these guys are in like chapter twenty-two. So, right. chapter two, chapter two, that aired like we one chapter two, chapter two. Now we've been we've been we watch this a few times, and like I said, it 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 it's uh, I think it's run its course. Uh, Shingo Takaga comes out and challenges, and then Shingo. I immediately then I fell asleep. That's what I fell asleep. That's interesting, though. I mean, yeah. I, I find I'm very interested in what's going to happen next with Shingo. What's going to happen next with Jay White? There's going to be some fun stuff going on. We're going to get in, it's getting, uh, you know, it's getting mixed up. And, Bingo, uh, Shingo. Brandon, thoughts? I'm on mute. Yeah, Shingo comes out at the end here. He's not as concerned about the this, obviously, as his king of pro wrestling of course. Uh, finisher he has coming up <laughs> very shortly. So uh, he didn't put it all into it. But I think I agree with you guys besides that. All right, let's move on. We'll just do uh, real quick. We're going to go through uh, New Year Dash, some stuff that went down. Uh, House of Torture, Dick to Go, Evil and Yujiro Takahashi defeated Ren Narida, Tiger Mask, and Tomioki Hama. Uh, more importantly, House of Torture start beating down Ren Narida, and uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki and uh, El Desperado come out and help them out. So we got a nice little six-man tag of those guys. Also a six-man tag match. Nice. 
that was a nice moment when we were like, well, good for Minoru Suzuki for going out on top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still here. <laughs> Just a six-man tag match. Uh, Doki, Taichi, and Yoshinobu Karanamaro, along with Taka Michinoku, come out. They say they're a faction. They basically say they're a faction. Uh, no one's the leader. We're just four guys. So their faction name is just four guys. They beat the United Empire team of Francisco Akira, TJP, and Will Ospreay. Uh, I think we're getting, we're getting a little, uh, uh, Will Ospreay versus Tai Chi fucking feud. I'm into it. Brandon? Yeah, me too. That, it's like naming your band the band. Like, I don't, don't know how it took so long, but I love it that yeah. just four guys, just four guys is, just is four incredible. Guys. Yeah. Uh, Chris, thoughts on those two matches? They were great. <laughs> uh, six man yeah, tag match. Yeah. Sam DK versus. I was paying. Uh, Sorry, guys. Beach Chaos. Uh, what else? Uh, let's keep moving. Uh, Yo challenges Roma Takahashi after their eight man tag match. So we're getting that match. Joe Umino still going after Tetsuya Naito. Uh, then we get the Gorillas. Gorillas of Destiny with uh, Tikaleo and Tamatanga. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Master Wado beat the Bullet Club team of El Phantasma, Jay White, Kenta, and Taiji Ishimori. Who and who? <laughs> who? I'm sorry. H- Hiroshi Tanahashi and Master Wado? Master Watts. Ooh, what a M. Watts. Team. Big, big rub. The big rub. He's with the big dog, Master Watts. That is a rub if there's ever been one. Yep. Uh, so we get... Uh, Jay White is blaming Hikaleo. That's the reason why Jay White lost the title. It's Hikaleo's fault for some reason. Uh, we're getting Jay White versus Hikaleo in a loser leaves Japan match. Now there's a lot of speculation. I'm going to cancel this speculation because Jay White's got a brand new t-shirt. Hikaleo does not. Uh, Hikaleo supposedly is going to WWE. But then it, today it comes out, Jay White is supposedly going to WWE. Thoughts, Brandon? I would imagine, given the Vince McMahon, McMahon news, that they're both going like, "How do we get out of this storyline, man? Mm-hmm. Neither of us are going to go back there." <laughs> I don't think. I listen. I don't think anybody's going back to anybody's going to WWE anytime soon. No, I think you're, you're in the process of what was quite possibly a huge sale. You're not hiring fucking talent right now. No. Yeah, I don't think so. If anybody, you're letting people go. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, you're shaking everybody and start rehiring people. Yep. Yeah, but the rest. And I'm telling you, the the proof's in the pudding. Jay White's got a brand new fucking t-shirt. <laughs> Hikaleo doesn't, so maybe Hikaleo will go. Also, uh, uh, let's talk about uh, Giotto. Does Hikaleo have a t-shirt? To be he fair. does. He's got. I think he's got one with a lion on it or something. Yeah, he was wearing it the other day. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Giotto had a Tamatanga shirt on that looked like it was. What did I say? It was a Ren and Stimpy shirt. It looked like. I was like, what is he <laughs> fucking wearing a Ren and Stimpy shirt for? The color scheme was like, whoa, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, New Japan Pro. Uh, I picked them myself. Match. Uh, Shingo Takage becomes the king of pro wrestling by defeating Great Okan and Sho and Toriyano. Um, uh, there you go. The granddaddy of them all. The he king should of flush wrestling. it and fuck. He should have thrown it right in the trash when he got done. Christ. And, uh, tag team match. And, uh, mind you guys, uh, listening at home, if you watch this, there was no, no one knew what the card was until they announced it, until the music came on. So it was kind of, some of these were a surprise. Uh, United Empire come out, and Aaron Hanare and Jeff Cobb, and Kazuki Okada, and Kenny Omega tag out. And the first time ever, it was a big fucking pop. They slapped uh, t- titles together. Um, looks like we're getting Omega versus Jeff Cobb coming out of this, which sounds like a tour for the United States. Brandon, thoughts on the show? 
Yeah, that'll be fun for the United States. I get, uh, I guess that's why they they saved the card. Well, I mean, I would imagine if you're there live, that would be pretty interesting, right? You get Okada and Omega to me after coming off of Wrestle Kingdom, this Raw after Mania event here. It is what it is, and it didn't do a ton for me. Not really moving the needle. Chris? So what you're saying is by not plastering announcements over what they were doing the night and the next night on the next show all night long that we had, it created some interest? Yeah, interesting, huh? Yeah. Huh? They didn't tell you what the card was beforehand, and it was very interesting when you went there. Yeah, right. And you said to yourself, man, I'm glad I showed up to this live show because anything can fucking happen. Right. One interesting thing that I wanted to point out was uh, what a vast difference Wrestle Kingdom with cheering is as opposed to Cork and Hall with none when they were clapping again. They sent them into the fucking room, and they were like, start clapping again. Come on, fucking, man. Like, come on. Have we moved on from this? All right, uh, real quick, the Yokohama Arena show, which I had fucking talked about, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 on the 21st. It's Noah versus New Japan. I'll watch it. I wouldn't expect anybody else to watch it, unless you're a fucking Noah freak. I'll watch that shit. Um, but we do have card the card for uh, New Beginning in Osaka. We're getting somebody named Oscar Luby. <laughs> He's debuting. I don't know who the fuck Oscar Luby is. Uh Let's see. Well, I'll just run through the card real quick. See if this excites you. If you're excited about watching, <laughs> if you're excited about watching fucking pro wrestling, or uh, New Japan, Taiji Ishimori's facing off against Masawato. We get uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. Six man tag match: El Desperado, Minoru Suzuki, and Ren Narita versus The House of Torture. I don't know if that's going to be a never open weight, uh, never open weight tag match or not. I don't know what's going on. We need loser leaves Japan match between Jay White and Hikaleo. We did never open weight championship match. We're getting Tamatanga versus El Fantasmo. So that's your that's your feud coming out of there. IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match. We're getting Kazuchi Okada versus Shingo Takagi. Brandon, any thoughts on New Japan? Are you fucking excited for New Japan? I think they're back. I think, maybe. We say this every year. Are they back? They could be. Uh, well, I'm going to be reserved here. They could be back. You're not going to watch all the Road, road 2 shows up to New Beginning of Saga? Are you insane? No, I don't even know. Don't uh, are we going to the the one coming up? And yeah, really, we'll see. Uh, tickets go on. Tickets go on sale on the, uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah, I guess I'll grab some tickets. How many you want me to run? Sixteen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thirty-two. <laughs> yeah. Or are we just gonna multiply six four. Chris, <laughs> are you the, 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 where? Yeah, where are you at on New Japan? Excited? Not so excited? cautiously optimistic. There you go. Let's, we finally learned our lesson. Cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic all the time about everything. I made a New Year's resolution while we were doing this show. And I said, I shall be in the year of Sumerian style. 2023, <laughs> as I wear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow, I will be cautiously, cautiously optimistic. There you go. All right, so uh, next week is our best of. Sorry, it's a little late. We had a lot of shit we wanted to cover before that. So uh, next week, best of 2022. Any final thoughts, Brandon? No, I'm good. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I think this was yeah. a good one. Chris, final thoughts? No, this was a good one. Um, good Wrestle Kingdom. Happy that it was good this year. That's all I got. I'm happy it was one night, too. Thank God. Oh, God. That's so the worst, man. That <laughs> trend. Come on. Fuck. Two uh, nights. And if you've been listening to us from uh, Ground Zero, thanks for being coming along. Tell all your friends. Thanks for joining us this week. <laughs> I hate you. I fucking hate it. It's, 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 you don't have to. <laughs> I don't.
Hey, subscribe and tell your friends. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim, and we'll be back here next week with our best of 2022. Thank you.